by split decision. Oi, oi, here we go, lads. Another episode of Split Decision UK, episode 43, your home of MMA, British MMA talk. The everyman's view on the world of MMA is our very cunning tagline that we've come up with. My name's Joe, as always, every week on this fine Monday evening. I'm joined by Matt over Skype. Matthew, how are you doing, sir? Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. I'm gorgeous, how are you? Oh, gorgeous, eh? Yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. I mean, I'm in good spirits today. I mean, you, we did say we were going to start at... Uh, 7.30, so as it rolled on to 31, 32, 33, 34, my mood did start to dampen slightly, but you've redeemed yourself. I had to have my tactical wee beforehand, Joe. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've got that in the bag. I'm just buzzing. It's not hot. So yeah, I'm raring to go, ready to crack on. How was your weekend, though, first of all? Yes, very, very good, actually. A quiet night Friday, and then Saturday morning I was going to go to the West Ham game, and I did go, but early on, our old mate, Shaunzi, who we used to work with, sent a text through. Saying he's got a spare ticket for the Lomachenko-Campbell fight, so I snapped that off his hand. So I was out the door, went to the West Ham game, West Ham smashed that, and then went straight to the O2, few stops, and watched um, a few fights. It was quite a lot of drinking and a few fights, but yeah, cracking cracking night all in all. It's split decision does Saturdays, eh? That's it. Perfect, mate. Perfect. You been up to much? I had an extremely quiet one, Joe. Yeah. Very quiet. Nowhere near as um, enjoyable as yours, it seems. I watched a very tense North London Darbs yesterday. Yes. Yeah. On the edge of my seat. Pleased with the result, but should have won it at the end. But um, yeah, we've stopped the rot. That's all that matters. <laughs> I did see West Ham are above you in the table, actually. I was looking at it earlier, so we'll freeze it there. It we'll, we'll give you that. We'll give you that four games. <laughs> yeah. We'll take it should as we, well. Should we crack on? Joseph? Yeah, definitely. So, so we had um, a card, UFC card in China, didn't we, this weekend? And it wasn't wasn't the best looking on and sort of on paper. But I think you got the top two; they were cracking. And I have to say, the prelims were absolutely outstanding. I mean, you look at him, and obviously, I've heard of like one person on the whole of the prelims. But I sat there Saturday morning, wasn't it? Nine o'clock Saturday morning, they started. I almost forgot to record it. Got to about half nine. I thought, oh shit, UFC's on. So I recorded it, recorded it, and then. Yeah, Sunday I woke up and watched it, and the prelims were outstanding. I don't, I don't know where you want to start on this one. Do you want to? Might as well start on the prelims, I suppose. Shall we? And we'll finish with a big two. I think start with the prelims. You've touched on it a little bit there, Joe. Unfortunately, I missed them, so I'm gonna to have to take your word for it. Do you want to talk us through? Yeah, there's, so there's just a couple I want to pick out because they were just outstanding fights, and I can't say I've heard of most of them. But I'm sitting there watching. And I was thinking, yeah, this is brilliant. So one was just an amazing fight. It was Jung Da Un up against uh, Ibragimov. Who's like a Russian, Russian kind of uh, brute, kind of like Sambo style, and Jung Dan Jaun, I think it's Chinese, and this was just a cracking fight. It was an all-out war. Ibragimov would come out and he'd swing like twenty-five punch combos. Uh, Un would manage to weather it, and then he'd get his own ones. And then, out of nowhere, in the third round, Ibragimov's pushed him up against the cage, and he's just sunk in uh, a standing guillotine out of nowhere, and he tapped him in the third round. So I thought that was that was outstanding, but. The highlight for me, the performance of the night, and I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a young man called Sue Maderji, and he beat Andre Sukmantath, who's got a little bit of a reputation. This was just a cracking stand-up match, but Sue Maderji looks like the real deal. He was so, so impressive. He's like a, he's like a, like a legit, like Bruce Lee type almost. Like he'd come in and he'd crack you with a few shots, and then by the time you throw a counter, that's it. He's away, and you can't get, can't get anywhere near him. I thought it was just a, an amazing performance, and he did it for three rounds. That was the thing. It's not just he didn't really get into a brawl at any stage. He'd pop in, crack, crack, and then he'd be out again, and he couldn't land a glove on him. So 
I just want to give a little shout out to Sue Madurji. No idea if that's pronounced correctly, but just again, another outstanding performance on the prelims there. What weight was this fella? Uh, I believe it was light or feather. Yeah, so it was um, one of the lower weights. So there was not not the biggest chance for knockout, but just the overall performance itself was, yeah, amazing. Someone to look out for in the future then? Absolutely, Someone yeah. keep an eye on? Absolutely. I mean, obviously he's up against an unranked opponent and he's, he's kind of, I don't think he was Chinese, but he's, you know, he's in Asia, so it's kind of not much, not too much travelling. So it'll be interesting to see if once he has to come over to the U, USA or wherever and he's got to fight someone with a bit of a name and a bit more experience, it'll be interesting. Maybe they'll be able to turn it into a brawl themselves and take him into deep waters. But otherwise, I would definitely keep an eye on Sue Madurji. Lovely stuff. So anything else on the prelims, Joe? Main card? Anything? I mean, there, there, were, some, the page there, were, some dec- there were some decent fights, but I think, I think the only two really that jump out from the main card are, are the top two. I don't know if you'd agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, should we start with the, the co-main? Yes, definitely. So, Li Jingliang up against uh, Ezekiel Zaleski Dos Santos. We were saying going into this one that it looked like given for Dos Santos, didn't it? The run he was on, um, the other fella's run was a bit up and down, but pulled it off in his hometown. Quality performance in the first two rounds and then just got to finish late in the third. I, I was well surprised, but uh, equally impressed. Yeah, it was about 15 seconds to go, wasn't it? Something like that. So he just about got the stoppage victory. I'm sure, like you say, he did look good. So he's probably going to win on the cards anyway. I don't know if I don't know if I'm I don't know if I could say I'm surprised because I, I feel like maybe I've seen Jing Liang a little bit more than you, and I do know he's good and he he just looks tough and hard as nails. So I wasn't I wasn't completely surprised. I did pick Dos Santos to win, but I mean to to put on a show like that and get the victory last minute in China in your home country. It was just superb, to be honest, and he's probably going to... I think Dos Santos, was he ranked? He might have been top 15, I'm not quite sure, but Li Jing Liang has probably shot himself right up there now. Yeah, he was in the rankings. I forget which number, but I was looking at him earlier. He's definitely in the rankings, so shows, I suppose he'll swap, swap places with him, wouldn't he? Yeah, what a great so. win for him. Yeah, fantastic, wouldn't it? I mean, what, what do you think of him? Do you think he can go far? Well, I don't know. It's like, like, well, Dos Santos is a, is a high-level... To crack that top 10 at welterweight especially, there's yeah. so many killers there. Who you give him next will be probably the, the big tests to see what his chops are truly made of. I mean, I don't know, there's plenty out there for him to choose from as well. I mean, you've got Wonder Boy knocking about there. There's, there's so many, but I think the next fight will be the true test to see where he can go and how far he can go. Yeah, definitely. And maybe they'll throw him in with a grappler or a wrestler, like a stud American wrestler, and we'll see how he deals there. But otherwise, yeah, good luck to him. I think he's an exciting fighter. So I guess that leads us on quite nicely to the main main event. So we've got our first ever, Joseph, Chinese champion. Yes, history-making. History-making indeed. 42 seconds into round one. You said it last week. She's got crisp, fast-striking, and that was on show on uh, Saturday morning. Uh, Wiley Zhang, unless you didn't know, won the strawweight title from Jessica Andrade. Just blitzed her, overwhelmed her, multi-dimensional striking. And Andrade got sort of sucked into a firefight and she come out second best. Yeah, and uh, Zhang just absolutely smashed her up in the clinch there near the end, didn't she? And that was kind of the beginning of the end. I mean, knees, elbows, punches, them knees were absolutely brutal. And she's so fast as well. It was almost like it was in fast forward. Uh, It just shows, it it makes a mockery of people calling this fight a bit of a sham that Zhang shouldn't have even been there in the first place. This just shut all them people up, all them doubters. Yeah, what what a moment for her. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned there that Andrade seemed to get suckered into a little bit of a, a brawl, into a little, you know, yeah, a brawl, I guess. And I'm trying to pick my words quite carefully because 
you know, I'm just some bloke sitting on an armchair watching MMA from the comfort of my own home. So it's not really, you know, it's not really my place to say it. But with Andrage, and you say she got sucked into a brawl, but I'm not, again, greatest of respect, I'm not sure if she's that good. That sounds really harsh. And when, when you see her absolutely spark out Kvalkovic, you think, Jesus Christ, that is some power there. But she got in with Fug Rose and Fug Rose is amazing. And Andrage won, didn't she? So again, we... Said it last week or say it this week. It's silly to almost comment it on it in a way, but Fug Rose just beat the shit out of her for most of that fight. And then you go in against Wei Li Zhang, who, yeah, fair enough. She's good. Clearly she's good. She's very good. She's lots of experience, but she's only had like three or four fights in the UFC. And Andrade just got pieced apart again. And I don't know, I guess it, credit credit to her. She she won the world title. She looks forever be able to say that. She's gone down in the history books. But I don't know. I think Wei Li Zhang is a, a much better fighter all round. I mean, it's maybe it's kind of talking after the horse has bolted already. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think I think Zhang just looked next level, really. I think it's an interesting point you make. I think when you've got that sort of uh, women's strawweight, you're you're going to fall in love with it, and it's because it's worked for so many times for her. She's just going to rely on that power, and nine times ten against most of the women in that division, them firefights, she's going to come out on top with her power. But like you said against better strikers like Rose, like JJ back in the day. And this yeah. weekend against Zhang, she's just come out of a sort of egg on her face, really. Um, yeah, I think it's just a natural reaction to fall in love with that big right hand, that big left hook or whatever it is that normally works in the past. And she hasn't really evolved from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is a fantastic weapon, isn't it? I mean, you, you never really see women knocking out other women like that. So you can't really blame her, but... I mean, she could do with a little bit more in her arsenal, I'd say. Even maybe a better game plan, I guess. Just be a bit more tactical about it. Yeah, I mean, we said it last week. She does sort of fall foul of these technical strikers. She gets into brawls and she can't hang with the the crisp techniques of these higher-level stand-up fighters in Rose and JJ and now Wiley Zhang. So she looked a class apart. And I thought the speed for me was just so impressive. In a way, she ran across the cage, landed them knees multiple knees and finished her off so quickly I, I was super impressed Joe. definitely definitely and what do you reckon would you like to see that Fug Rose match next Zhang Rose I think that'd be I, amazing I think that would be I think that'd be a masterpiece to definitely. watch unfold it'd be a piece of art Joe yes but I think it'll probably likely be Michelle Waterson or Joanna winner true obviously that fight is slated so it depends where Rose's head's at to be honest I mm. mean she didn't really seem to be wanting to get back in there too sharpish before She's had a bit of time off since. It's been a while since the fight. But for me, the two active fighters in Waterson who people thought Zhang stepped over to get this fight, I disagree, but a lot of people did think that. And the JJ winner will probably get the next shot. Either or, I think, will both be unbelievable fights. They're all stand-up fighters, so should be a class watch either way. Yeah, yeah. Make yourself. Yeah, good. No, Fug Rose is the one I want to see. Like you say, that would just be a piece of work of art. But I think there's pl- there is plenty of really really good fights in there and you could have like a little round robin sort of tournament almost with a belt changing hand so yeah I mean whoever they throw in there I think it's going to be cracking so I guess that probably wraps up the card anything else you want to add any any real highlights I guess it's, it's the main event isn't it yeah the main event for me um, I didn't really see too much else if I'm totally honest but that, that main event alone was unbelievable history making in China and also I loved the the crowd. Did you, did you notice when Bruce Buffer was announcing it, it was just silence. Yeah, yeah. But they got loud then, when they had to, didn't they? 
they got loud when they had to, but they, it's almost like they're sitting there watching the opera or something. They appreciate <laughs> yeah. what they're seeing, yeah, rather than just getting raucous and necking beers like we do. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. But uh, what about yourself? Any any particular highlights aside from the main event? Uh, yeah, Madurji, like I said, just just fantastic performance, put on an absolute clinic. Lovely stuff. So we move on then on the back of this event to the picks. Yes, it was a tricky one this week. It Joe, was. I'm going to hand the baton to you. I'm not actually sure who won this, so you've done the calculations. Joe, take it away. Yep, so I've totted it up. So I went into this week with a nice 9-4 lead. We had no picks last week with no with no card, but the week before we drew. So you're kind of hanging on. So let's just run through your picks. You actually had Andrade to win, so I'm afraid you get no points there. You had Dos Santos to win as well, so you don't get any points there either, I'm afraid. You did have Cara France by decision, so you get two points there for the win and the method. Um, and he had Yanan by decision, but unfortunately, she lost, which is devastating, obviously. <laughs> okay. So, that, so that's, that's a total of two points for you this week. Um, so I had Zhang. I had Waylee Zhang by decision. Obviously, she got it done in the first round, but I still pick up a point for that. Dos Santos got that wrong. And I had Cara France decision. So I get two points for that. I also had Yanan, so obviously, again, unfortunate. But that gives me a total of three points. You with a total of two points. So I'm, I'm extremely sorry to tell you, Matthew, but I've got a nice little 10-4 lead now. Hitting the old double figures, isn't you? That's it. You're just just picking up that one extra point a week. It's doing I, me well. I can't really grumble over this week's card, or the week just gone's card, because I didn't know them, Joe. I didn't know who most of them were. I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. I'm going to stick to my philosophy. I'm not going to abandon that just just yet. No, um, fair enough. Give it a, give it a couple of weeks. You'll be uh, I'll be breathing down your neck. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So yeah. So like I say, I was at the boxing at the weekend. Luke Campbell against uh, Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko. Do we? I suppose we'll have a little quick look at that, and I'll I'll tell you about my experience. Sure. Yeah, I, I did actually watch it. So I went to a friend's house. So we ordered it. Got a few bits of food, a few drinks. It was a lovely evening, but I don't think it was as enjoyable as yours. So, Joe, talk me through it. How was it? Yeah, it was really good. I think it's one of those things where our tickets were quite far away, so you probably saw more boxing than I did, if I'm honest. But it was good. I, t- I turned up. I got. I was meeting Sean and a couple of his mates, and I got there a little bit early because I came from West Ham. So I thought, right, I'll go into the all-bar one. I'll get myself a pint. And while I was queuing up, I was like, Do you know what? I need a little something to loosen me up. I'm meeting meeting new people. Not always the most social. I need something to loosen me up. So I thought, right, I'll get a pint and I'll get a Jaeger bomb. Ordered it. Come over. He went, yeah, that's £14.85, please. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I paid 15 quid for two drinks to start me off. But anyway, the lads turned up, went to Las Iguanas, and uh, the fight disciples were there. They were chilling. They had their little crew around them. Uh, I must say, I bottled going up and saying hello. I don't know about you, but I always feel terribly awkward trying to sort of intrude on so-called celebrities nights out even after a Jager bomb eh? yeah i know i needed a few Did the more receipt of the Jager bomb uh, sober you up straight away <laughs> yeah almost had a negative effect but yeah continue no yeah so then we uh, then eventually we made our way in into the uh into the arena so we saw sunny uh sunny edwards uh was it sunny or charlie i always get their names confused. charlie charlie sorry so we saw that controversial one obviously he got flawed and then the, uh, while he was on the floor, the bloke thought, actually, I'm, I'm not content with that. So he digged in again and he got disqualified. So that was quite good. That, that was, was ridiculous. That yeah, yeah that, that was quite a good atmosphere, actually, when that was going on. There was a lot of booze. I mean, you probably saw it a bit clearer than me. Was It It was It was just mad, really, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was... Uh, what was the name of the other fella? Was it... Martinez. Mar- 
Martinez, right? He, he was absolutely battering Edwards, though, in honesty. So he, he dropped, he took a knee, and when he took a knee, it probably seconds later, he just landed the cleanest body shot you've seen in your <laughs> life. And Edwards was just rolling around, writhing in pain. So, yeah, he thought he'd won the title, and then he got deemed a no contest in the ring there. Yeah, it was it was mental, really. I mean, I think you can't really see much difference being in the rematch, any sort of different outcome. Nah. But, so, but he retains his title. Yeah, yeah, he, he keeps it, so fair play to him. And then I think we had Huey Fury against Povetkin next, which was an okay fight, but yeah, I'm not sure about Fury. He's just not quite on that level. I'm sure he can make the step, but at the moment it might be a little bit too early. Povetkin's a 40-year-old man, but he's got he just oozes class. He's been doing it for years. Uh, and then we moved on to the to the main event, obviously, and it was Lomachenko against Luke Campbell. And like I say, I was, I was only about four rows from the back, so there weren't many people with a sort of lesser view than me, but I could just about see it, and luckily the angle that I was at, I could see the, the big screen and the ring sort of in one glance, so I wasn't sort of craning my neck too much, but I thought Luke Campbell did all right. I mean, he was a 9-1 to one shot. Lomachenko was 20-1 to one on, so that tells you all you need to know. So, you know, without being a bit condescending in a way, but to hang on for 12 rounds and to look decent in, in, in moments, I think maybe he might have nicked the first round, something like that. No, I think I think he'd done himself the world of credit there, Luke Campbell, and I think, you know, it took someone like Lomachenko to beat him, really. Yeah, like, it is moral victory going the distance. Yeah, I mean, um, do, is it? Do you, do you think that? Do you think you'll see it that way? Uh, maybe not now. No. I think people from the outside looking in will... He, he's gone up in their stock, so... Or his stock's gone up in their eyes, I should say. I thought Lomachenko is just a different class. I've not seen a great deal of him, but he was absolutely mesmerising, I've got to say. Yes, yeah, man. Just right? his movement, the, the way he, he rolls punches, the way he slips and stuff. It's ridiculous, his movement. And for the smaller fighter as well, in terms of height and reach, it was just, like I say, mesmerising. It was a joy to watch. I mean, obviously, I was supporting Luke Campbell in that, wanting him to get the win. But it, it was just, unfortunately, just a different class. But he's a different class to everybody. So it's, it's no real shame in there. Like I say, it's probably a moral victory. And we'll put him in good stead. I'm sure he'll win a world title one day. Yeah, well put, mate. So what else? anything else on there for you? You want to give a quick shout-out? Uh, no, you wouldn't have seen it. But obviously, like Johnny Nelson's suit was pretty... Yeah. On the tight side, you've got to say. <laughs> in all areas, it was... Didn't leave much to the imagination. But apart from that, mate, uh, nothing else to add. No, I mean, I think uh, Caldina got a little win, didn't he? Buatzi got a win. I think they were kind of pretty standard. So I think uh, I think I saw Buatzi call out Povetkin, possibly, or someone like that. So hopefully Buatzi moves up to that that next level now after that and gives it a go. Lovely stuff. All right then, my man. Is it uh, time for the Safawa? It, it certainly is. I've um, been scrabbling around. It's my <laughs> turn this week. If you don't know what it is, it's the Simon Safaroff Award for Outstanding Achievements, celebrating Barsidry. Um, among other things, but we're going to try and keep it a bit more positive this week, Joe. Okay. Obviously, I'd like to do a shout-out to Lomachenko and Luke Campbell. Both of their performances were stellar, Definitely. particularly Lomachenko. Yeah, agreed. Um, I would like to give it to Johnny Nelson's suit as well. I've got to go and have a look at this now. I know he likes a tight bit of clobber. I know he likes to show off the, the hard work he puts in the gym, but it sounds like he's outdone himself this time. It was more his... Uh, his midsection that yeah. was on show. <laughs> and then the else. I thought that's a bit tight, and it was like, <laughs> but it was a nice suit. But it's just a little bit, bit, bit too tight, a bit rich for my blood. But fair play to the geezer. Yeah, if yeah. you got it. Uh, but I've got to give it to Wadi Yang, first ever Chinese champion. A, an unbelievable performance in her hometown or her home country. Yeah, you, you can't say 
a flawless performance, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Andrade, the far more experienced fighter, the betting favourite. You and I picked her, so that says it all. Two experts. Mm, not sure. I, I picked Jane. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apart from well, me then. <laughs> One expert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, what a performance! Um, she's put her name on the map. I reckon hardly anyone knew who she was before going into this weekend, and uh, she's changed a bit, quite a bit of that. No, absolutely. So Wiley Zhang, congratulations! The first Chinese UFC champion. I'm pretty sure she's now the first Chinese Safara Award winner as well. So <laughs> she is as well. shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, I've got to love that. Shall we move on to the news, Joe? There's a little bit of news. A little bit, isn't there? A little bit. Um, so what I've got here, we'll open up with from Jack Shaw's debut. Yeah, so he's up against uh, No Helen Hernandez. I don't know if you've heard much about this man. I can't say I have, Joe. Um, it's probably the sort of entry fight you would want for someone like Jack Shaw, who's massive on the smaller territories but making his first step into the, the big leagues of the UFC Jack Shaw still a young man of course obviously the bantamweight cage warriors champion unbeaten making his debut at UFC Copenhagen that's it uh, yeah. be interesting to see him on the big show see if how he reacts to it the big bright lights I mean he looked unstoppable in cage warriors um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, traveling support the Welsh fans they love their own there so yeah, be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's added to an already stacked card. Joe, what are your early predictions? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I haven't really heard of this Hernandez bloke either. So just for the fact that uh, Jack Shaw's British, we're British, I reckon he'll get it done. But it'd definitely be interesting to see. Is it, you know, maybe it doesn't affect some people, but in theory, it is a little bit of a contrast to go from Cage Warriors uh, to, and then make the jump to the UFC. Even, if, even though it's in Copenhagen, it's European, it will probably have a familiar feel to him. It's definitely... It's definitely something new. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it gets on. But, yeah, I expect him to do well. Yeah, I think the tricky thing is for them fighters making the transition over is your main event. Like, you've seen his main events in Cardiff. The whole place is pumping on his walkouts Yeah, just to see him fight. And to go from that to probably the first or second fight on the undercard where probably not a lot of people are in the building, that is the interesting transition I find from these local fighters making the, the move over to the big league. So... That should be a one to look out for. I fully expect him to get a victory. I think he looks massive at bantamweight. I think he's a, a prodigy, in all honesty. So I fully expect him to get a win there. So we've also had another one. We've had Carlos Condit has been announced against Mickey Gall. And this is, I don't know, this is kind of an odd one to me. Uh, and again, I'm going to put my cynical hat on, as we oftentimes do where the UFC is concerned. And we know that they like Mickey Gall. They know, you know, he beat CM Punk. He's beaten uh, Northcote, I think, as well, didn't he? So he's got, he's got a big name. He's got some hype around him, even though... On paper, you know, he's maybe not achieved too much, really, but he's given a, been given a huge, huge monster name in Carlos Condit here, who's been struggling very badly recently. Uh, and I think I think this is a little nice setup for Mickey Gould to kind of launch himself onto a, an even bigger platform, if I'm honest. Yeah, this is a mammoth opportunity for him. I think you're absolutely right with your cynical hat. The UFC are just trying to blood him, to rise him to the top. He's a big name already, beating the names of CM Punk. <laughs> That Mike Jackson fella. That's it, yeah. Sage Northcutt, as you mentioned before. He, he seems like a really nice bloke. He's got skills. He's green. But I, I really don't want to see Carlos Condit lose to this fella. He, he's got to hang him up if he doesn't get, get over the line with this one. Oh, I love song. Carlos Condit. He's on a different level to Mickey Gall. And I, it's, it's going to be sad to see if he can't get the winner. Honestly, it will for me. I think he's one of the best to do it. 
And yeah, he shouldn't be losing to the, the likes of Mickey Gall. I know he wants to keep fighting. He's retired and unretired multiple times, but yeah, I, I don't know, it's a difficult one for me. I don't want to see it. Um, hopefully Condit gets the win for me. No, I know what you mean. And I guess if you look at who Condit's fought recently, they've been a bit of a higher level, haven't they? And obviously he's come up short there. So I guess in his head, I'm guessing maybe he's thinking, right, I'll drop down a level, I'll fight Mickey Gall, all right, he's got a name, but he's, he, like you say, he's nowhere near on, on Carlos Condit's level, or shouldn't be anywhere near anyway, so perhaps Condit is thinking, I'll take this one, and if it doesn't go well, then, you know, there's, in, really there's, there's there's no better sign that it's, it's time to hang it up, really. I In his uh, comeback fight, was it against Michael Chiesa? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Chiesa. Ran through. It's not like he got apps. He, he did run through him, but that was on the ground. That was like... Mm. He True. didn't get hurt. He weren't getting knocked out and stuff. I, I think I really think Condit. What, I don't know what the price is going to be, but I, I think really fancy him to go through with Mickey Gall. Yeah, really, I do. I, I just don't think he's at his level, even at this stage of his career. Oh, Maybe really? I'm thinking with my heart rather than my head there, but that's my early thoughts. Yeah, see, I'm expecting Gall to uh, try a Chiesa, take him to the ground, and, and try and out grapple him. That's where I see the fight. Well, that's where I see Gall wanting to take the fight. I think if it stays on the feet. For all of um, Condit's shortcomings, his poor form, maybe his dodgy chin. I think on the feet, you know, Condit must be must be absolute miles ahead of Gaul. But I think Gaul's going to try and use his youth and his, his decent grappling experience to take him down and get the fight there. But yeah, we'll have to see. So, like you said, it will be a shame. Kind of yeah, if Condit loses, it will be a shame definitely. So it's official now, Joseph. UFC two four four. We mentioned it prior prior a few weeks ago. Darren Till, Kelvin Gastelum's now official. Yeah, madness, madness this fight. I think, I mean, first of all, we were saying, weren't we, if this gets booked, because we want to go to 244 uh, two, for anyone who's, who's not au fait with, with what we've been saying recently. So we were kind of, we were saying to ourselves, if a English fighter, a la Darren Till, gets added on his card, he's just going to make it an absolute nightmare trying to get tickets, isn't it? So that, that that's kind of in the, in the con <laughs> column. But on the other hand, if we can get tickets to this, and Darren Till comes striding out to... I don't know, Sweet Caroline or something like that. That'd just be amazing, won't it? Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere would be pumping. There'd be plenty of scousers in attendance, no doubt. But the fight itself, the madness that oh, you say it is, it's a gamble. It's, it's a massive gamble. He's got, got a set of balls on him. Got to give him that. But yeah, I, I really don't like the matchmaking here, particularly with Dana White saying uh, literally about three weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably rushed Darren Hill. Let's throw him in with someone who nearly fucking went through Adesanya last oh, time. Oh, mate, I know. It's funny. But, listen, we're, I, I do like Kelvin Gastelum, but I'm fully in the Darren Till camp here. Hopefully he gets it done. Hopefully he doesn't go on a free fight skid. And if he does win, he's right in the mix there. Yeah, I mean, any fighting anyone else, I'm a Kelvin Gastelum fan. I'm backing him to win. But obviously Darren Till, I've, you know, I've got a Fight Disciples Darren Till t-shirt, for God's sake. I can't exactly back against him. But, yeah, like you say, I think you just touched on it there it's one of one of those ones if Darren Till wins this that's it bang he's one of the best middleweights in the world he's probably getting the next title shot and all the sort of fame and riches and glory that come with it if he loses and he gets stopped that's three fights in a row that he's been stopped and that is tough I mean I don't think he's going to get cut that's probably never going to happen but I mean what that does for you in the eyes of the fans and whatever okay maybe that's not the most important thing but what that does for you mentally internally I know Darren Till's come out and said that he's you know, he maybe was, wasn't really himself over the course of the last year during those times where he, he lost those two fights. But yeah, massive, massive risk and reward if he, if he can win or lose this one either way. It kind of, yeah, it could send him sort of up and down snakes or ladders sort of all the way 
to either end of the board, really. Well, it's just a long way back, isn't it? I mean, you go home free. Look at Cody Garbrandt, prime example. Was champion, lost two to a cheating TJ did a short, but everyone, that, that doesn't matter really. At the end no. of the day, you lost two, you lost two. Loses again, knocked out three times. He's absolutely nowhere near the title now. So, and he's only a young lad still. So it's a very similar situation to what Darren Till could potentially be in if he gets knocked out here as well. Obviously, he took a bit of a beating in the Woodley fight, knocked out cold against Masvidal. What you want to avoid the same result this time round, big time? No, definitely, definitely. So that's that two four four card shaping up. I mean, I, I did see this um, on on Tinternet the other day, but I checked again today, and it doesn't look like it's actually on the sort of official card yet. But I don't know if you can elaborate, maybe. But I had it in notes: Usman versus Colby. It looked like that was announced to be at two four four. Is that just in the works at the moment? Yeah, I can't attest to have seen anything official either. It looks like it's going to get made. It's, it's the, the no-brainer fight, a welterweight. Uh, any any other fight doesn't make any sense. It's just a matter of when rather than if. So, yeah, what a card that's shaping up to be, if that is the main event, a, a true main event that is as well. That's going to have a, a phenomenal build-up. I mean, the trash talk will be a bit cringe, let's be honest. <laughs> Neither are great on the mic. But, yeah, it would be an unbelievable fight either way. And I, one I couldn't call. No, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. I I kind of want Colby to win. Yeah, I do. I'm just going to come out and say it. <laughs> it. It would be it would be insufferable. <laughs> oh, I think, I think it'd be way. funny though. I'm, I've just I've just I've sort of uh, set my default setting with Colby to just take it with like, a big handful of salt. Like so, for, to me, it's it's just enjoyable now. So, so if we get tickets, are you going to wear your Darren uh, Fight Disciples top with a? Uh, <laughs> Make America Great Again cap on. Yeah, or I could sort of um, have the Till shirt on and then underneath, obviously Till will come out first and fight and I'll, I'll have that on. Then underneath I could take the shirt off to reveal some sort of uh, Stars and Stripes shirt and <laughs> suit number, something like that. So on before these two fights, you're going to have to find yourself a Johnny Walker top because he's on the card as well. I know, I know. Derek Lewis is on there as well. It's, it's mad. You're going to be wearing about seven or eight T-shirts, son. I'm you better hope it's cold. Yeah, sweating. But oh, yeah, got to keep your eyes out for the tickets, Joe. That's it. Buzzing for it. Let's get out of there. Let's watch all these fights unfold. It's, it's going to be history making. Madison Square Garden, I'm buzzing for it. Absolutely. But other than that, I think that tops off our news quite nicely. It was a nice way to end that. Okie dokie. We've got a big fight this weekend as well, Joe. We have. We have. 242. Where is it? In Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's a pay-per-view event. Uh, I believe you, you, you've told me that UK fans are going to have to pay for this one. I mean, it'll be on at a normal time, so you have or okay time, so you have got that factor. But looking at the card, I'm not 100 percent convinced if I'm going to pay for this uh, card now. I mean, we'll run for a couple. We've got Calderwood up against Andrea Lee on the prelims. Jojo again, she's got another chance to kind of put herself back into uh, number one contender contention. So I mean, Andrea Lee's a tough opponent though. Uh, Bladesy, Curtis Bladesy is on here against Shabu- Shamil Abdurakimov. So Bladesy's okay. I think he's got potential. That could be a decent fight there. I guess we'll all look at the main three, I guess. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, let's start. Um, first, sort of call back to the, the pay-per-view bit. Are you going to be paying for it, Joe? I don't know. I'm really, really undecided. I I don't I don't want to. I, I mean, there's 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 the one side, in, in similar to what I did last time, it's just kind of putting, making a stand, you know? Like, no, you can't charge us for this. I don't want to pay for it. And then there's also the fact that I look at the card and I'm like, you know... You know, again, no disrespect, I don't really care about a lot of them. Not enough to pay extra on top of my quite expensive BT Sports subscription. 
Yeah, it's tricky. I think they've got us all ends up with it being a UK time, haven't they? Yes. I mean, if this was overnight, you got no chance to be paying for this. I would have paid for that Jones Santos one if it was a UK time. Let's put it that way. The only my main gripe was the fact it was at three in the morning, and you couldn't watch the replay till like eleven a.m. if you bought it. So yeah, true. Nineteen pound ninety five. I do like the fact we should be making a stand against this sort of thing. It is poor as far as pay per views go. I'll probably end up paying for it, though. <laughs> score's a score at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just the... Uh, I know, yeah, it is a score on it, it is, but it's just... That's sort of the, the foible of being a fan. We missed such a quality card last time, didn't we, by not paying? Yes, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, will lightning strike twice? Who knows? FOMO, wouldn't you? That was exactly that, exactly <laughs> that, mate. Happy dabby FOMO. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, the big three, as you say? I'm assuming the other, the third in line there is, is that Makachev one. Yeah, so it's Makachev against Ramos. I mean, Makachev isn't my favourite fighter. He's kind of in the mould of um, Khabib. But I think this is a little bit more interesting when it looks than it looks on paper because Makachev is a wrestler. He's going to try and take you down and beat you up. David Ramos has got outstanding jiu-jitsu. So I think there is a little... You know, I think probably Makachev should win. Like, I'm not sure Ramos has done enough recently to show that he's going to you know, to upturn the odds. But I think if, if you dig a little bit deeper, there is that interesting little matchup on the ground and can Ramos threaten from there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult one, this Makachev. It's unusual. It's, he doesn't really gain much from winning this fight. I don't know if it's more put him on the pay-per-view to showcase yeah, it's odd, him it? as a fighter rather than actually to go up in the rankings. I mean, I think he's ranked number 15 in the, the lightweight division, Ramos unranked. So it doesn't do a great deal for him. And the risk-reward isn't, that great really like you mentioned he's very good on the ground Ramos so he could end up in a world of trouble if that's where he wants to take the fight I probably do expect Makachev to have enough though to get a win probably by decision but it should be an interesting one uh, all told though yeah yeah I agree with you I think Makachev will probably get it done like I say I think I think he's, he just he just seems like he's got that sort of better you know a higher ceiling if, if you know what I mean to go on and do, do better things yeah so, um, what about this uh, co-main event Joe it's yeah. a rematch I like it. I like it. Edson Barboza against Paul Felder. I think it's a good fight. I do think it's a really good fight. That, but Barboza, this is this is sort of the level of fighter he beats, really, isn't it? Anyone above this, and he struggles when you look at someone like Khabib and, and people like that. But, yeah, I think it's a good fight. I think um, it'll be striking, won't it? I think Felder, he'll want to get in a clinch, throw some elbows and stuff like that. Uh, and it'll just be whether Barboza can keep it at a range and get his kicks going. I don't really expect Paul Felder to allow him to do that. The uh, Irish Dragon or whatever his name is, he's a he's a bit of a beast. So I like Paul Felder. Brilliant on the commentary as well, isn't he? So I'm rooting for Paul Felder in this one, definitely. Yeah, I'm certainly rooting for him as well. I think it's a great fight. I think it's very just entertaining fight. I mean, there's no real impact on the division, if you ask me. And you, you feel that neither man will crack that top three, especially with the star power in that division. I think I think it'll be entertaining, much like the first one. So it's a chance for Felder to get his win back as well. He lost the first one by decision a few years back, three or four years ago. I do feel that, like you say, this is the level of fire that Barboza does beat, though. Stylistically, it's a good matchup for him. Yeah. Both similar styles, both that Mai Tai style, elbows, kicks. I, I do think Barboza will probably eke out a decision here in a, in a nice back-and-forth fight, entertaining, stand-up war. Uh, but I think Barboza will probably come out on top. But like you, I, I will be rooting for the Irish Dragon himself. Yeah, OK. I've, I've actually gone the other way. I think Paul Felder's going to get it done. And I think essentially he's going to out-game plan Barboza. I think Paul Felder's much more cerebral, like I say. He's already been in there and come out on the wrong side. So I, I think Paul Felder will do it. 
Should we have a look at this mainy then? Yeah, so this is actually, well, this is a world, world-class, top, top-level fight, isn't it? For the lightweight championship of the world, Khabib Namagamedov, unbeaten, up against Dustin Poirier. Been on an absolute tear, and I think two, three years ago, you'd probably say, you know, Dustin Poirier, he's not going to be fighting for a lightweight title, but here he is, and he's earned it on merit, absolutely on merit. He's putting in some outstanding performances recently. No one has ever beaten Khabib. No one has ever got close to beating Khabib. I don't think anyone has ever taken a round or even half a round, really, off of Khabib. So, what do you think? On paper, you look at this and you think, same old for Khabib. Um, getting down, wrestling, pressure. But I'm looking at Dustin Poirier, Joe. Yeah. He, 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 this, this fight's going to be a dogfight, isn't it? He's going to be under intense pressure. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a scrap. And Poirier excels in those wars of attrition. Look at the Gaethje fight, both the Alvarez fights, Holloway, Pettis. And he is huge now, lightweight. You, you look at the McGregor-Khabib fight. There, there was one round where he, in particular, he struggled to get McGregor down and he weren't doing too much there. And yeah. Poirier has much more tools than McGregor has, particularly in the grappling. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, I think he can... I don't know. It's, I think I know where you're going with that little side there because I almost went and did the same thing. I was thinking, yeah, I think he's got a good chance, Dustin, but still. I mean, like, like you say, McGregor... There was a round there where where he, he did okay and kept it on the feet, and there was a round there where Aya Quinta did okay and he kept it on the feet, but they still got battered, didn't they? I, I think Poirier gets better as the fight goes on, though. Mm. You look at McGregor, he, he has to start well and finish early. He gasses out. I, I think this, I really do think this is a good opportunity for Poirier. You look at his team, ATT, have had a, a long time to work on this to break down Khabib. Khabib isn't exactly the most multi-dimensional fighter. No, of course. You, you know what he's going to do. It's, yeah, it's, it's easier said than done to stop it. But you know what he's going to do. You've got the coach there, Mike Brown. They're having amazing results of late. And what worries me about um, Khabib at the minute is he's talking about, and how many times we've seen people fall foul of this, he's talking about his future opponents, who he wants next. He's talking about, I want after this, I want Ferguson, GSP, the welterweight title. And then I want to retire. Yeah. He's not even thinking about Khabib, or at least it's not seems that way. He's not even talking about Poirier. Dustin, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good it point. Looks like he's overlooking him, and if you want to, don't want to overlook Dustin Poirier. He's shown so many times that look at the Holloway one overlooked. Yeah, Alvarez overlooked. Gaethje overlooked. He's been overlooked his whole career. No, I, I really do think he can he can nick a decision here. I don't think he'll finish Khabib, but I, I'm I'm leaning towards Poirier. I think he might get a decision here. The last time we were in Abu Dhabi, the lightweight title, BJ Penn, an overwhelming favourite against Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar just turns up, not given a chance, and gets the decision and, and takes home the belt. I think we're gonna, the lightning is going to strike twice on this one. I think Poirier takes home the unified title. Oh, I love that prediction. I've grown into such a huge Poirier fan in recent times, over the last 18 months, two years. I think he's just been fantastic. His attitude, his demeanour, you know, he's, he seems like a good bloke. He fights exciting fights he gets a job done he knocks people out he takes it on the chin but just been such a huge fan of him recently I do think he has got a chance I really do I think you know it is, it is tough because Khabib just mauls everyone but I think he's got a chance you know I do think Poirier's got a chance I'm not going to make a pick yet because I'm going to have to put a little more thinking into this but I think it's going to be a cracking fight There's no, in my eyes there's no way Khabib takes him down in the first minute of every round, and that's where the fight plays out. I just don't see that happening for 25 minutes. No, and once he does get him down, it ain't going to be easy to keep him down. No. He'll be he'll be shrimping to get up. He'll be going against the fence to get up. He'll be elbowing him from the floor. He's just a dog. That's, that's important. That's, he is a dog. 
and uh, every dog has his day, Joe. Yeah, yeah, like it. So, um, are you going to buy it now? What this this main event is outstanding. This main event <laughs> is probably worth the twenty quid on its own. That's what I mean. I'm, yeah. I'm buying it for the main event. Yeah, maybe the co-main event. The rest of the cards a bit so-so, but that main event it it, it could be history making. So. I'll probably settle in and watch it. Oh, what, what a main event that is. Oh, it's it's a, fantastic. One of the best fights you can make. Probably not the most marquee one that they wanted to put on, but with Ferguson and McGregor in there, maybe Nate Diaz popping in. But, yeah, unbelievable fight, particularly with a, a live underdog in Poirier. Definitely, definitely. I think I think that wraps up that card quite nicely. Joe, is there any more business? AOB? No, nothing from me, mate. I think, uh, yeah, it's been good. I, I've enjoyed this one. It's nice to get back. We've got... We've got a card to look back on, a card to look forward to. We've had some boxing. I think it's been a good week, this one. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'm not sweating too much That's towards it. the end of this one. And the, the sun's gone down. Summer's over. That's it. Gone. It's gone, my it friends. It's gone. Winter is coming, lads. That's it. Winter is coming. But everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time out to, to listen to our views on the world of MMA and UFC, boxing, as we say. A little bit of football thrown in there as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We're on Twitter and Instagram, uh, iTunes if you want to leave a review, five stars, subscribe. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify. Tell your mates if you can. Tell your mates. Tell them to give a listen. We'll start growing this, and, yeah, hopefully we can get a lot of you involved. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, mate. See you later, girls.